close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Ivory. And the topic today is waking premonitions. And that's really redundant. And you'll learn why as we dive into this. But first, I want to say hello to my listeners in Boston Spa, New York. Thanks for tuning in week after week. It means so much to have your support. I really appreciate it. So we're going to dive right in. Precognition is the ability to see the future before it happens. And it's a powerful psychic ability that only the gifted and experienced, dedicated, ever really experience. But anyone on the path to ascension, which you are doing when you're on a spiritual journey, you're trying to ascend higher and higher with your soul, you're working towards enlightenment, you can have access to premonitions. Almost everyone has premonitions while dreaming, but you're going to learn that that's, that is actually precognition. So having premonitions while you're awake is an entirely different matter. Know that this is a sign that your metaphysical state is shifting. You're unlocking hidden potential within you. So what is a premonition? While precognition is what we commonly think of as seeing the future, With a very literal meaning, premonition is altogether less concrete than that. Premonitions can range from simple gut instinct to very visceral emotional experiences of the event to come. The vision can be about positive or negative events, but we often associate premonitions with disasters, accidents, and death, unfortunately. How you manifest your world around you changes depending on the emotional severity of the event. Also to be considered is the psychic ability of the subject who's having the premonition. Most premonitions happen about the same time as an act of synchronicity and an elevation of chakra energy. Always there's science in these things. They always happen when you're awake. This increase in vibrational energy causes a variety of symptoms that are familiar to those on the path. Tingling, that sudden alertness, a feeling of purpose and connection to the universe, among others. So how are waking premonitions different from dreams? So many of our dreams are premonitions in disguise. You probably are having premonitions, don't even know it. The simple truth 
is the reason why so many great minds have dedicated themselves to dream research, as this is the most effective way for most of us to access our latent psychic abilities. However, dreams are symbolic and metaphorical by nature. That makes analysis difficult and subjective, and that is more of an art than a science. Waking premonitions are not as hard to understand as one of our dreams, but but lack the sensory power of precognition that inhabits our dream world. Those who experience waking premonitions describe brief visual flashes of the future accompanied by a strong emotional response. I have these. I've had a lot. I'm going to tell you about one of the most powerful recent ones. Uh, Premonitions rely on the strong emotional response to provide the context for the brief visual flashes that people have. Not everyone gets visual flashes, but the strong emotional response is always present in a premonition. So the key to making waking premonitions work for you is two things. Number one, you need to be a place where you trust your instincts and you have faith in your own judgment. These are the tools you have with you on this journey, and it's imperative that you believe in them. You must not rush to action unless needed. The first instinct is not always your best instinct. So if the situation allows it, then you should let the emotional response fade before searching your intuition for the next course of action. And that is especially true when you dream of death. I've had some extremely vivid visions and dreams of death of people I know and love. Uh, Some of them are still alive. And if I had rushed to tell them, oh my gosh, I saw you fall off a ladder and you were dead, they're going to be freaked out about ladders the rest of their lives. And you could also say, well, they'll be more cautious. Uh, Usually it freaks people out more than it is a caution. So Really think about things like that before you rush to share your premonition. Is it going to do more harm than good? Self-reflection is essential for everyone, but it's even more critical for those whose latent psychic abilities may be developing through premonitions. So yes, having premonitions can be your psychic ability getting stronger. All understanding builds on the opinion that you have of yourself. Meditate on those premonitions you have. Focus on your emotional response during and contrast to your emotional state after the vision. It is most often within this process that the intended message of the premonition is revealed. So when do you pay close attention to premonitions? There's an author named Larry Dossie who spoke on this topic in his book, The Power of Premonitions. He provides four conditions when we should not ignore a strong feeling or a dream, when it is accompanied by physical symptoms. Many people recounted stories of not feeling well on 9-11 and skipped work because of it. Some victims didn't feel well but went to work anyway, according to their loved ones. Number two, when it's intrusive and insistent. If a vivid thought or dream keeps you from sleeping or going about the business of the day, pay attention. Three, when it indicates death, no matter how fuzzy the details may be, this could be a message to act again after thinking about it. 
In the same book, Dossie shares a story on this topic of a Utah woman who had a feeling that her husband was in danger. She hurried home in the middle of her workday and found him penned underneath the SUV he was working on. The wife arrived just in time to save his life. So, you know, if you get a strong enough feeling and it looks like it's something not already happened, they're not already dead, you know, but they're they're trapped somewhere. If you feel this overwhelming urge, you've got to go. I would go. Number four, when it seems intensely real. For instance, you might have a vivid dream that you have an urge to write down or share with others. I got to tell you, I have those pretty much every night, like really vivid dreams that seem urgent. But I've learned to be very judicious with who I share them with, how I share them, and when I share them, or if I share them. Tune into your intuition and your own inner compass when you are making an important decision or dealing with a dilemma. To do that, just get quiet. And listen to your inner voice. It can be as simple as taking a walk outside or just closing your eyes and breathing deeply for five to 10 minutes. Also, pay attention to how your body feels. If you have a pit in your stomach or a lump in your throat, something is not right. When it is the right decision or situation, you will literally feel in your body that it's right. My experience is you won't be able to stop yourself. So here's some real waking premonition experiences people have had. Thomas Merrick had an earthquake premonition in 1989. These are his words. At noon that day, I was meditating outside on the grass, and it was a warm, dry, windless day. The dog next door barked for no apparent reason, so I thought, there's going to be an earthquake. At 5 p.m. when I placed my hand on the front door to the place where I worked, it seemed like I saw every room in the building at once, like I could see through everyone's eyes or something. And then four minutes later, I was standing across from the disk drive cart from my supervisor. And when I looked into his eyes, I could see my face from his eyes. And I felt like this was the final look. Then the building shook and we ran out of there. So this is a a story from an anonymous source. And again, these are their words. I used to meditate a lot, a lot, a lot. I started for 20 minutes a day, which progressed to 30 minutes, then to an hour a day. And soon I was meditating two hours twice a day, sometimes all day. Well, after about four months of this, I started having deja vu a lot. One day it was very creepy. I had deja vu for like two or three minutes straight, and I predicted everything that was going to happen before it did happen. For example, sitting in the living room with no view of the kitchen, I predicted my mother in the kitchen dropping something. Then I predicted my dad and brother walking in while my dad laughed at a joke my brother had told him. I predicted my sister walking out of a room to tell us something cool and a few other things. That's That would be disconcerting, wouldn't it? It's like deja vu playing out before your eyes. The third one is another story by an anonymous person, and these are their words. I went to a university in a neighboring country. At the time, my mom had two sisters, both of whom had kidney issues and were on dialysis as outpatients. Sister one had more severe kidney issues than sister two. 
but both of them were relatively healthy despite the dialysis. One night, I decided to go to bed early. I said my nightly prayer as usual, mentioning both of their names as I asked God to keep them healthy, particularly Sister One, whom we were all usually more worried about. I mentioned Sister One by her name, and then almost as an afterthought, I said Sister Two's name. A very, very strange feeling came over me the moment I did. It was the most intense goosebumps I've ever felt. I paused, then carried on, finished my prayer, and went to bed. The next afternoon, I was told that Sister Two had been taken to the hospital the night before and had died around the same time I was saying that prayer. I feel chills just reading this to you. The fourth story, this is a sad story that was submitted anonymously. Uh, The person says, I was a young mother and was fortunate to have a wonderful babysitter about a half a mile from my job. Out of the blue, I started having significant anxiety. I couldn't sleep or calm down. I had a foreboding feeling I couldn't shake. After two days of extreme anxiety, I walked by a coworker at the office and said, something bad is going to happen. He told me to stop as my anxiety was making him uncomfortable and scared. At the same time, my coworker was expressing his wishes to me. I heard an ambulance with sirens screaming go by. Everything in my body went limp as I was sure the ambulance was heading to the babysitter's. At the same time the ambulance went rushing by, a call came to the office saying there was an emergency at the babysitter's, which confirmed my worst fear. I jumped in my car and sped to the babysitter's. I flew up the entry stairs and through the front door. I saw the paramedics working on someone in a room off the kitchen. Panic and fear rocked me to my core. As I was sure my premonition had warned me about my son, sadly, a baby girl had died of crib death. Although it wasn't my son, I will never forget that day, the extreme sadness I felt for the family who lost their daughter, and the life-changing relief seeing my little boy asking to be picked up from his crib. That one really tears at the heart. As a mother, I feel it. So here's a frightening premonition I had. It was just a few years ago. I was driving on Highway 89A from Sedona toward nearby Cottonwood. It was around 5.30 p.m. Something caught my eye, and I looked up and to the right toward Jerome, which is an old copper mining town in the, in the Wild West. It was just a crazy place, and now it's more like a tourist place, an artist colony. And it's on the side of this Mingus Mountain Range, which is a very high mountain. As I watched, I saw the center of Jerome collapse into a huge hole that opened beneath the town. I gasped in shock and I pulled over to the side of the highway. Clouds of dust were billowing up from that hole as more buildings collapsed into it. Soon there was nothing left but a huge hole, a few outlying buildings and a big cloud of dust. Tears were rolling down my face. By that time, I was just sitting at my car, pulled off to the side of the road. Not only was I witnessing a terrible tragedy, but Jerome is my favorite place in Arizona. I have so much emotional connection and history with that town through my years. 
I could hardly believe what was happening. And then I had this realization that no other cars had pulled over and no one seemed to be slowing down to watch this. And and it was almost like not right in front of us, but off a little bit to the right. There was just nothing, no reaction. And I thought, don't people not see this? When I looked back at the mountain again, Jerome was there looking fine. There was no sign of the collapse. And thankfully, that has not happened. But I've had enough premonitions to know when I'm seeing one. I pray this does not happen for a very, very long time and that no one is injured when it does. Um, That's an extreme example. I mean, I've had a lot of premonitions of disasters. Most of them have been in dreams. Uh, Unfortunately, I dream about a lot of disasters that do happen. I'm going to be continuing this topic over on Patreon. My page there is The Angel Room, and you can have free access to everything I've posted for seven days or join for free and have limited access. I I like to make sure that at least some of my resources are available to everyone. I know money is tight. Things are not easy, and I do not want money to bar you from getting some of this important information that can help you personally and spiritually. So please make use of it because I love giving that information to you. Um, In the meantime, I want you to know that uh, next Sunday's topic, I'm having a guest, a lovely person, friend of mine, Susan Carollo. She is a spiritual response technique practitioner, and we're going to be talking about how you can heal trauma from past lives. In the meantime, may your angels surround you. May your angels protect you every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next week.